Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Uh, very much appreciate all of you tuning in. As always, I'm joined this morning by Umar. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? You're making a habit of it. Four, four consecutive days on the spin. Like, yeah, I know. You can't get rid of tomorrow. You're off. I'm going to order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you're getting from me. Four days and I'm gone. Uh, no, I'll be back on... I don't know, when am I going to be back, actually? When am I next on? He doesn't, he doesn't even know. <laughs> I don't know, Friday. So a week tomorrow I'll be back. 14th is when you'll next see this this pretty face on your screens um, on the Arsenal way, of course. So, yeah, um, expects loads of signings over the weekend. You know, Rice announcements, Oof. Timber announcements. I'm lucky we got, I got Russo, you know, announced yeah. while I was while I was on. That was fortunate, but clearly, yeah, you know, we're going to see lots happen. But there's things to discuss. Um, of course, we did uh, find out yesterday that total agreement um, for uh, for uh, I was going to say Jeremy Fringpool, very different player. <laughs> total agreement for Yuri and Timber. Uh, the fee is expected to to reach just under forty million pounds total. It's including add-ons. It seems a very good deal for Arsenal, Omar. Yeah, it's, we spoke about it a few few days ago, a few weeks ago. It's the signing that I'm most excited about in a way because you know what you're going to get with Declan Rice. You know what you're going to get with a, a player like Kai Havertz because you've seen them in the Premier League. You've seen how they perform for West Ham, Chelsea, etc. But Timba is a player that a lot of um, there's been a lot of praise in and around Europe, um, a lot of respect in the Eredivisie, um, Holland. The Dutch national team. He's coming um, to Arsenal at a good age, 22 years old, um, but he's had so much experience at the top level. And you still think about it, which is crazy to think that he's only 22 years old, but he's had so much experience, high level experience. I remember when um, Ajax so, sold Delit, and there was a lot of clamour about, oh, Ajax are going to struggle now. They've sold uh, one of their standout players, Delit, who got them to the Champions League semi finals. What's it? Um, mm. Yeah, when Tottenham knocked them out a few few seasons ago, so th- that that Ajax team was very good. Um, they had Donny Van de Beek, so many good players in that team. But that team basically got ripped out, and then Ajax were thinking, "What's the next step in terms of improving this team?" And Timber he came in into that team in the heart of the defense, and he's basically the fact that not many Ajax people and fans are uh, are um have basically um uh, remembering the lit i think is the most positive spin that you can take from this deal because timber's come in he's shown his qualities um and i'm excited because 34 million pounds in this day and age in this market when manchester united um chelsea etc have inflated the market we're spending so much money 90 million pounds on players like anthony um 80, 90 million pounds on a player like Mudrik. The fact that we've spent 34 million pounds on a player like Timber, who I think mm. is going to offer so much to this football club, it's going to be one of the bargains um, of this summer. And like, did you see Gabriel Jesus' interview yesterday? You see it? Yeah, it was in it was in Portuguese, wasn't it? I've seen so some of the quotes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of it where he talked about. Basically, our Saliba's injury was the reason why we lost the league, basically. Which I think, if you're Rob Holding listening to that, <laughs> you're like, mm. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, but but I, I compare it to, obviously, the Arsenal players. They're going to be thinking the same thing as as fans do, to be honest, because they 
watching day in, day out. They're looking at how um, the players perform weekly on the training. Um, and then they look at what Saliba has offered this Arsenal team. So that's why if Saliba is injured now, or if he needs a breather, I think these Arsenal players will have that confidence in a, in a player like Timber that he can come in and do a job um, for this football club. But I'm interested to see what position he plays because there's so much um, talk that he may play as a right back, he may play uh, as, a, as a utility man, he may play as a potential right centre-back competing with William Saliba. We just don't know what Mikel Arteta is going to do because Mikel Arteta, as you know, he's obsessed with that inverted full-back role. Um, you saw last season Zinchenko, he, he done that role so well. And Timber has the abilities and capabilities to do that role as well. But it's a flexible signing. It's a player that is going to... It's it's the right type of signing that I think Arsenal made this summer. Like, you speak about Declan Rice, Havertz, but this is just going to go under the radar. And out of all signings, in, in a funny way, I put him at the top in terms in terms of he's 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 going to succeed at this football club. Mm. I just can't see I just can't see him failing to be honest. That's how confident I am. That that's confident. And I yeah, you know, I like that. I I think that Timber is a really interesting profile to see where he fits. I talked yesterday about how potentially Ben White could become the first player that Arteta bought that he then replaces in his team. Everyone else that he's bought has replaced someone that was there before. So uh, Gabriel Jesus replaces, you know, uh, Abamyang, right, as the striker. Um, Odegaard comes in and replaces, well, who was that? Meza Ozil, I guess, um, was the guy he replaced. Um, Thomas Partey comes in, I suppose, replacing Granit Xhaka in the midfield and pushing Xhaka forwards into their different position. Uh, we've had other defensive midfielders as well at the club before. Two, Coquelin, <laughs> going back in the day to him. Uh, Zinchenko replaces Tierney. Gabriel replaces Holding. Saliba replaces Mustafi. But well, I suppose Saliba kind of came in before uh, Arteta was here, but, you know, integrated by Arteta into the team instead of Mustafi. And Ben White came in and, and replaced kind of the existing right-backs, Bellerin, um, mm -hmm. at the club as well. And Ben White could be the first victim, if you like, of a signing that Arteta's made that you were also signed by Arteta. And that goes kind of, for me, the the ruthless um, side of Arteta's transfer strategy the club strategy and and also edu as well and and what they're doing as a collective to try and improve the squads um it's not obviously um only timber that it seems could be brought in there's suggestions that other areas of the defense could be targeted i reported on football.london yesterday that the interest in jeremy frimpong is very much a real thing what do you make of him as a potential option for us in the forthcoming season i'll let you speak first it was your exclusive what can you tell us about the deal well, as I say, the reports initially came from Germany and, and then from doing some digging yesterday, it turns out the interest from Arsenal is is there. It's real. Um, whether they move for him is obviously another point along the the, the journey of, a, of how a transfer works. But the interest from Arsenal is real. I think that it's interesting that Arsenal... And I've said, we, you know, it, it makes sense considering we've got that interest in Ivan Fresneda. Mm. We've been linked as well with uh, Benjamin Henricks as well. We, we, we spoke about they're all different types of right-backs to the existing ones that we have. They're all players that kind of give you more in the forward line um, and in the offensive third. So if we are moving for a fullback, it makes sense they're of a very different style. But yeah, what do you make of him? Yeah, like we discussed yesterday, um, I'm excited by the links. Um, 
a lot of Arsenal fans may be thinking, um, why is Arteta targeting more defenders? Why is he targeting more fullbacks? But you still don't know um, where Kirantini's future lies at this football club. Obviously, he's gone a bit quiet in terms of links to Newcastle United, Aston Villa. But what? This this two months left of the transfer window is a long time. And say, for example, if Kirantini starts the season at Arsenal and he doesn't get opportunities, and that's not saying him starting necessarily because I don't think he will start, but even getting minutes off the bench then he's going to start getting more frustrated towards the end of the season, towards the end of the transfer window, sorry. And he's going to be starting to think, does my future lie at this football club? And then he's going to be speaking to his representatives, his agents, and he's going to try force a move if he can, possibly. Mm -hmm. So that Kieran situation, I still think um, it, it's uncertain. I still think he could depart uh, towards the end of the window. And we need a bit of flexibility in our defensive ranks because you just touched on it. You look at our profiles and they're very good defenders. Take, for example, Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu last season, I know a lot of Arsenal fans speak about his injury record, etc. But in the big games, in the big moments, he's who Mikel Arteta relies upon. You go back to that Liverpool game when we beat them 3-2 at the Emirates. Who started that game and who pocketed Mohamed Salah? Tommy Yasu. He's go back to um, the away leg, I think, against Sporting Lisbon when we were struggling. I think Marcus Edwards was having a good game against one of our fullbacks. I can't remember who started. And I think Tommy Yasu came on for the last 25 minutes or so and he locked Marcus Edwards. Marcus Edwards couldn't get a sniff in that game. Mm. I, I think I can remember that game. And then you go back to Manchester City at home. I know Tommy Yasu made that mistake early doors and Kevin De Bruyne scored. But who did Mikel Arteta trust in that game? Takira Tomiyasu. So mm. if Tomiyasu, for example, his injuries, he gets away from those injuries, he, he he has a more healthy season, he will be getting minutes, he will be getting opportunities because Mikel Arteta knows his ability. He's a very one -on -one, good one-on-one -on -one defender, very defensively minded. Um, obviously, at times, he's not the most um, progressive of players bombing down the flank. Um, I think Ben White's relationship with Bukayo Saka, for example, I think is much better than Tommy Yasu's with Saka. Mm -hmm. But I can see a right back coming in in the mode of Frimpong, Henriks, or even Cancelo, and basically allowing Tommy Yasu to go to the left back uh, position, left hand side. So I think if we get another fullback in the mode of, say, Frimpong, who can play as a left back, who can play as a right back, who can also play as a right winger, which which is crazy to think about, I think we'll mm -hmm. see more of Tommy Yasu as a left back competing with Zinchenko and even at times Kibio can do that job as well you saw at the back end of last season Arteta's Arte formation and philosophy you just never know what he's going to do what he's going to implement because he's got so many ideas so there's no point us sitting here thinking about what's going to happen next season because Mikel Arteta could bring in Cancelo in the next few weeks and we'll be thinking wow where, where does he fit in but Mikel Arteta will find a way yeah uh, I hope that he does find a way. He's, that's the biggest question about me for Arteta this season is can he substitute successfully? Can he bring players in in the right way? Can he give minutes to players that need them so that when we're at a point in the season where maybe we've had some injuries, players aren't coming in cold and being expected to get up to speed straight away. He needs to learn as a coach how to better rotate and better um, make substitutions. Everything else about Arteta, I adore. I love him as a coach. Yeah. 
but they are question marks that still remain about, which is completely natural for a coach that's been in the game for just under four years. You know, you're not going to see the finished article of a coach. There's going to be things that need to improve. But what we've seen so far that he's really good at for a coach of his development is outstanding. Mm. It's now about whether or not he can take on that next level, which is learning like his mentor did so well and does so well at Man City rotate successfully and to do that you need the players and I don't think he's had the players yeah. you know as much but you know I, I still think there were players last season that were underused Smith Rowe being the obvious example um, I think Kivior as well you could argue wasn't used maybe enough after being brought in I think Trossard was kept on the sidelines for too long at times when he was taken out we talked yesterday about how many games we won you know, with Trossard in and then they took him out and for four games he didn't start and we dropped points in all four of those games and still wasn't brought back. You know, mm. those types of things need to be addressed and I think that Arteta can learn, certainly. Um, Nelson is another one, as Quande says as well, maybe someone who could have got more minutes. Um, so let's see. Um, let's see what happens. Um, Ashley says, Frimpong is a redundant signing. If Tini can't play before Tommy and Kivior, don't think Frimpong is going to play before White and Timber. Maybe just maybe Arteta is not going to play with that flying fullback. I would argue why then the interest is real, you know, not mm. just Frimpong, but in other players like Fresneda, like reportedly Henriks, if that's the case, I'm not sure we'd be looking at those potential style of players if there wasn't, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing how the team lines up next season, but there are more things to talk about. Nelson, we just touched upon, he signed a brand new contract. What do you make of this? Very, very happy, to be honest. Uh, I was a bit worried um, that he could be set for a move to um, Serie A. Uh, AC Milan, it seems, uh, were in pole position at one point to get his signature. But I think what I saw from Reese Nelson last season, I was encouraged. Uh, I was impressed, even with by the small cameos off the bench. He was someone that was making an impact continually. And you go back to that Nottingham Forest game at home when Bukaya Saka got injured. There was a lot of... Um, Anguish was a lot of uh, worried Arsenal fans thinking, look, if we lose Bakaya Saka, who can come in and um, replace him and do a, do a job just as good as him? And Reese Nelson proved that he could. He came on uh, for Saka in that game, scored two goals. And from then, he, he's, he's basically improved, developed. Um, you go back to the goal against Bournemouth. Um, but even you forget about the goals. I think his overall performances, he makes an impact. Fulham, away from home, I think he had 20 minutes, he came on and I thought he was excellent. He was bombing down that uh, flank, putting some ridiculous crosses into the box and I was thinking, just someone get get your head on it or someone put the ball in the back of the net. But for me, I'm very, very happy that he's staying because it means that there was a lot of talk at the start of the window. Arsenal need a wide forward. There was links to Moussa Diaby. There was links to players like Lindstrom or Frankfurt. But we've got a player in Reese Nelson and I'm not just saying that because he's ours and he's from Hell End. We've got a player in, in the calibre of Reese Nelson that can make an impact at this football club. Say, for example, if Reese Nelson wasn't playing at Arsenal and he was playing in Europe for a club like AC Milan or one of the mm. top clubs in Europe and he was showcasing su successful performances, we would be screaming and shouting saying, Arsenal need to buy this player. Arsenal need to spend the money, £30 million, £40 million, and he needs to get this player in. We've got a player who I think is reaching his peak now. Mm. Fingers crossed he's got over his injuries because I think those have impacted him quite a lot. When he first broke into the scene, there was no talk of Bukayo Saka or, or other players like Emil Smith-Rowe. 
in terms of who could be the next player from Hill End to make a success at this football cup. All the talk is Reese Nelson, Reese Nelson, Reese Nelson. He had that spell in Hoffenheim, which I think was very good. Obviously, his relationship, I think, when Nagelsmann broke down, uh, I think I think it wasn't the best at one stage. Injuries hampered his progression. But I looked at him last season, and I think we've got a real player here. And if we lose him, I'd be very upset because there's something evolving with Reese Nelson now. And now I look at him, if Bakaya Saka doesn't play, I want him to be the next person on the sheet to replace Bakaya Saka. But not only Saka. I think Reese Nelson's best position is, is as a left winger, to be honest. I, I see him more as a left winger. So if my Martinelli... against yeah. or was it Bournemouth? Um yeah. you know. So if Martinelli needs a breather, I don't want Trossard coming in for Martinelli because I think mm. they're two different players. And in a way, because Martinelli's more explosive, um, Trossard is more technical. And I think Reese Nelson has a bit of both. Reese Nelson has technical quality, but he's explosive as well. If you if you if he wants to beat you and go to the byline, he'll easily do that. So if Martinelli needs a breather, I think that's what they promised. I think Nelson, more minutes, more opportunities. If Pakaya Saka needs a rest, if Martinelli needs to get rotated, you're going to be the next man to replace them. So I think he probably understands that that he's going to get more minutes. FA Cup, Champions League football, Premier League football. But no, no, I'm really happy that he's staying because. At the end of the day, you want players who, who have um, come from the youth, come from the academy to stay at this football club and make a success. Seen it with Saka, seen it with the Millsmith Row. Why can't we see it with Reese Nelson? No, I agree. I think that Reese Nelson, this this contract, I said, I think is it, it's all or nothing in regards of for Nelson. Um, Arsenal have nothing to lose by renewing his deal. He has everything to lose by staying with Arsenal because he could have just made the decision to move elsewhere and played regularly, you know. Um, could have gone to Brighton and played opposite Mitoma as a, you know, in a front three, maybe with Balogun, you know, if he ends up going somewhere at Brighton who are interested. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm intrigued by this. With Arsenal, you know, getting the Timber Rice and Havertz deals done, we hear names like Chouameni, you know, who, for instance, I don't think I, I don't think there's too much in that. There's reported interest. I think Spanish reports have suggested now that Arsenal have an interest in him. I don't see that personally. Um, where do you think Arsenal still could go this window with signings? I think they'll bring in two more players. They'll bring right. in two more players. I, that's what I personally think. Um, I think now is going to be more focused on outgoings because you look at our squad, it's very bloated because you've got Nicolas Pepe, you've got Nuno Tavares, you've got Sambi Lokonga, um, other players at the top of my head I, I can't think of right now. And we need to get rid of them because we need to trim the squads. And we need to get the best possible fees for these players. You'd include potentially party in that. Shaka, I think, once uh, Rice is basically uh, signed, sealed, I think Shaka's move to buy Leverkusen will be basically be done. But now it's more outgoings. And then once that is done, I think when you get to August, when the Premier League season has started, has kicked off, you'll see a few surprises. You say that mm. right now that Chuameni is not of interest. And I, I, fair enough. But this transfer window, you've seen surprises, TC. You just never know. I read the report yesterday from Spanish media that Real Madrid could be willing to sanction a surprise sale towards the end of the window. You look at what mm. PSG's owner said yesterday about Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. 
a club like PSG, they would be crazy, stupid to allow a player like Kylian Mbappe to depart the club as a free agent next summer. Yeah. Like, in what world would you do that? It's, it doesn't make sense. And did I have a choice if he says he wants to stay and not sign a contract? <laughs> you know, all the talk of that deal is that PSG are saying, you have to sign a new deal or we're going to sell you. Well, what if the player says, I don't want to be sold and I don't want to sign a new contract? Do you know what I mean? Like, they can't yeah. fire him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a difficult position that um, they're, they're under. But I'm telling you, <laughs> right now, it's only been, what, two weeks of the window? Two weeks. And so much has happened. If, if you came from a, like, a different country or somewhere, like, somewhere else and you thought someone said to you, we've signed Havertz, Declan Rice, Timber, you'd probably say to them, is the transfer window concluded? But it hasn't. It's only been two weeks. So I'm thinking that, in in my mind, I think we'll get a, another defender. I think we'll get another fullback because it just doesn't make sense. Like There should be so much interest. Frimpong, Henriks, mm. Cancelo, Fresneda. There must, there must be something bubbling in that area. I don't think we'll get another forward due to Reese Nelson signing a new contract. I think if you're going to sign a strike, I think that'll be next summer in terms of phase five. But midfield, I think... I think Arsenal, what, they, what they'll try to do, they'll try to get a good fee for Thomas Day during these next few weeks. Obviously, there's been interest from um, Italian clubs, Saudi Arabia, etc. They'll try to get the best fee possible. And then I think they'll go for a midfielder, not in the mode of Lavia. I keep hearing Lavia, Lavia, Lavia. But I just say to myself, Mikel Arteta wants to win now. Like, he wants to win right now. They were mm. close last season to beating Manchester City to the Premier League title. In, in the back of his mind, does he think a player like Lavia can basically bridge that gap to Manchester City? And I'm not sitting here saying Lavia is not a bad player. I think he's got so much great potential. So much great potential to basically be a good player for the future, yeah. upcoming years. Yeah. But he's still 19 years old. He's still 19 years old. If Partey leaves, true many could be possible. You just never know. Um, Frankie de Jong. You just never know. These are the type of players that I think Arsenal should be targeting. Malinkovic-Savic, another player, another option. Because I think we need the right experience to try and win this Premier League title. And I don't think Lavia can do that, in my opinion. I think Lavia would be more a rotation option if you need um, to give the likes of Declan Rice a breather. He can come in, he can do a job. But if you allow Partey and Shaka to leave, in one window, you're basically losing the two players that got you 50 points in the first half of the season. That's a big margin. Mm. And people may say, oh, it's, it's not that bad of a thing because we signed Declan Rice. Trust me, it is. Because you're losing out on two players which have got so much experience, which know Mikel Arteta's squad, his philosophy, the way he wants to play, the way he wants to basically attack teams. So if you lose not one, but two of those players... You need to get Declan Rice, which is which they've done, but you need to get another player who's got experience. Like True Many, 23 years old, top player, top player. And he's he's young, but he's not at his peak. So he's in the right, right age gap, in my opinion. But you just never know, in my opinion. So I've got my fingers crossed because surprises in this window, like Timber came out of nowhere. Fabio Vieira came out of nowhere. You just never know what Arsenal are doing behind the scenes.
You never know, but what I would say is that I think that we've learned to expect the unexpected exactly. uh, from Arsenal. Um, yeah. I think that the Ben White deal in 2021, that was the most expensive player we signed that window, was a massive shock. You know, we brought Saliba was here. There was all this talk about Saliba being integrated. 50 million, bang, Ben White. Saliba gone on loan for another season. It's proved to be very successful, that decision. Um when Matt Ryan was signed on the Arsenal website before anyone had even mentioned his name was one of the, I was genuinely my favorite ever transfers just because it was so surprising. Hmm. It wasn't like a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but what it was big is what, what the big about it was is that it showed what Arsenal can do secretly without hmm. even any hint of something getting done. Um, I think the bid for Declan Rice at 105 million pounds was a massive surprise hmm. from Arsenal. I really didn't think they were going to go over that 100 million pound thing. I thought they were he going didn't. to kind of keep inching. Okay. Certainly, the information I got was that they wanted him below 100 million. Yeah, yeah. And I think obviously Man City's formalization of their interest meant that they had to go big or go home. And they did go big. And that was a surprise. I think the Fabio Vieira deal obviously last summer came out of nowhere. 34 million pound attacking midfielder. Not many people thought we needed him. There's still a lot of question marks about him for sure. Um, but. Very interesting to see how he develops as a player this year, maybe with the likes of Rice and Havertz involved in the squad, how that will change his dynamic where he's used. I know he's had his injury issues as well, so maybe that will still hold him back, but we'll have to wait and see. William Saliba signing a brand new contract. You know, if you have asked me a year and a bit ago whether he'd be in the team, let alone signing a deal all the way through to 2027 plus an extra year to 28, I would have said you were mad. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a very exciting place to be as an Arsenal fan right now. There's lots to still, I still think, to look forward to between now and the end of the uh, the window. Um, it might be quiet for a little bit, but maybe we'll see some more uh, happening. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. To I be am fair, pretty full up with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we've eaten very well, it's fair it's to say, true. at the beginning of this window. So let's see if um, if we can make room for some dessert at the end of the window. Let's see. Let's wait and see. Uh, Umar, thank you for your time, Matt, as always. Much appreciated, TC. Yeah, hope you enjoy your well-deserved break. But fingers crossed we can mm. get those announcements. I can't wait for the Declan Rice announcement. You know that. I'm just yeah. intrigued. I'm intrigued to know what, it, what it's going to be like. Have you seen the Top Boy stuff? Ashley no. Walters. Apparently rumours like Ashley Walters is involved, Michael Ward. So it's interesting. Ooh, interesting. Let's see. Let's see. They better top the Abamyang one. That's what I'm saying. I love that Abamyang video. I think oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, they they've been doing some interesting like some of the kit release videos have been very good. I remember the one we did where um you had like Idris Elba and Ian Wright. Uh, yeah. they did the other Arsenal players where they dubbed kind of Cockney slang over the top, but it was great. Um yeah. But I, I think uh, that's that's going to be interesting um, to see how they announce it. And the Timber one, of course, as well. The Havertz mm. one was always going to be a little bit underwhelming. Um, but it was funny, though. It took place at Kepa's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> was it Kepa's wedding? It was oh, that's Kepa's brilliant. wedding. Oh, it was that's Kepa's great. wedding. Hilarious. I like the whole, like, the box going through yeah, all of the yeah. different things. They've done it with Russo as well. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm assuming that that might be a theme across our summer signings. Let's let's wait and see. Uh, have a fantastic day, people. Uh, I will see you all uh, next week. Uh, you'll see Umar, of course, tomorrow. Uh, you'll have to put up with him alone. Uh, and when Charlie comes back as well, of course, too. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. Have a fantastic week. And as always, Keep following us down at the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah.